Hello everyone and welcome back to the Long Play Club. This is your series dedicated to Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. This is part three of our journey through Snake Eater. I am your host today, Christian Buckley, codenamed Scorpion, joined by the Long Play Club. Starting in the top left, we got Jack Martin, codenamed Elephant. Good to be here. Um, man, this this episode's still boring, gotta be honest yeah. with you. We haven't gotten to the good part yet, so uh, huh. just setting expectations, but it should be a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, top right, we got our first Jaguar. Omar Nakri, how are you doing? What's up? I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. How are you? I'm doing very nice. You know, it's it's a cool day. Windows open. Feels great. You know, spring's here. Yeah. But uh, rounding at the long play club, bottom left, other Jaguar, Kevin Diaz. How we doing? How we doing? Uh, I got the two homies here. You know, I'm sure y'all have seen already. Mm, see yes, that? yes, yes. Look at these wholesome boys over here just chilling. Um, I don't think this episode was that bad. I didn't. I, I honestly didn't think it was that bad. Sure. Personally speaking, you know, I thought last week's episode was worse. Yeah, yeah, for you're, sure. You're 100. You're 100 correct. But okay, we deal. we just haven't gotten the meat and potatoes. Right. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I do sense that. Like, I bet. I know. Next week, we're 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 gonna be full on buffet mm -hmm. for sure. Definitely. For sure. So the corral. <laughs> last week we left off fighting the pain. The first of Gru, uh, the boss's new elite unit that she's working with. Um, we fought the pain, kind of a weak opening boss for this uh, enemy force. And that's where we left off. So we picked up uh, Naked Snake, jumping back into the swamps on his way to the next objective. Uh, Jack, going into the swamps, going back into the wild after fighting this mid boss uh like what what was it like going straight back into the game on the normal difficulty with survival stuff like did it did you stumble a bit after the boss fight trying to recover or what was that like so the first thing i realized is because we play this in a weekly format so we pop in like once or twice a week and then record and then wait a week and then we play it before the next recording i realized because we were talking about the how the game like tracks the real world time mm -hmm. and when you jump back in all of my food was expired like all the animals i captured and stuff all that was expired because it's been a week so uh i just think that's funny because that would only have affected me because of this recording schedule that we do mm -hmm. so i think that was a really funny thing that i noticed when i jumped back in uh yeah that's that's wonderful that that's uh, you know it's it's annoying but i think that's just one of the charms of the game that retains what we like about metal gear right because i know last week a big point of conversation was like hey yeah the game like is really going hard on the stuff that doesn't make metal gear metal gear to the panel so far in uh three games but i think that is uh you know carryover and we will touch on uh internal clocks once again this episode i'm sure but uh kevin finding your way after the the fight wrapped up going through the swamp towards the ne next objective uh what was your process like like how you're playing a very easy i know you don't really have to deal with the injury systems too much you're you're telling me I that did you're having a good time with episode, though. uh yeah. combat too you mentioned before the recording yeah 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 so uh i think i like this episode a lot like this section a lot more because like we have some uh 
inside areas, you know, that are a little bit more, I feel like, calling back to, like, MGS 2 and 1, where, you know, there are these areas where there's enemies that seem to be placed for reasons for you to handle and tackle with. There's cool, like, uh, things where I was spotted through a window by a scientist during my playthrough that was like, oh, shit, like, that's cool stuff. Like, that is just not seen in the jungle areas outside uh beyond this point you know what i'm saying um so i was liking that uh i had to heal myself with the surgery stuff and that was fun you know so th there's i'm getting into more of like the game systems as the game goes on you know just being on very easy it's just not as prominent in the early hours but uh yeah i mean so far like i i definitely enjoyed this section a lot more for sure than like last week you know what i'm saying Definitely. Sure, yeah. So, Definitely. navigating the warehouse then, uh, we, we pick up the sniper rifle here. Were you, like, struggling too much with... or I mean, like, not struggling, but you mentioned that you found it kind of easy now that yeah. you know how shooting works. Like, do you want to go into that a little bit? Oh, right, right, yeah. So, uh, I think it was during MGS2, I think. Christian, like, really, you know taught me how to aim in this game right and like i know that 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 sounds dumb but like i did not realize that you know you release square to shoot as opposed to press it mm -hmm. which is like every other game in existence pretty much that i'm aware of right um besides like a bow and arrow you know so it, it works like that uh so like i was telling christian like i think like that's why I'm having such an easier time with MGS as a whole. Just knowing that, like, singular mechanic, I think, has really been able to, you know, just let me have a better feel of the gameplay overall and just have, I think, like, more control, I guess I could say. Um, so definitely that's been helping a lot, for sure. And it helped out this episode, too, for sure, for sure. So, yeah, we've been we've been over here, you know? I feel I feel unstoppable, you know? It's great. Yeah, definitely. Omar, you're also playing on very easy. Um, yeah. Returning uh, veteran of the series. So, you know, after a boss fight, I feel like in a survival game, they really want you to feel drained. You know, like I think Resident Evil does that really well, where you have a buildup of all these resources, and then you just have to unload them into a boss. And then you have to like, really like heal yourself and look for more items again afterwards. Like I didn't find myself really having to do that here after the pain so for you getting back in did you find much difficulty with navigating the next few areas through the, the wilderness uh no i will say i ran into the same issue as jack and all my food was expired mm -hmm. so uh snake's stomach kept growling the entire episode basically <laughs> i did try to get some food but um i get my last calorie mate like immediately mm -hmm. so it was unfortunate uh but but yeah, pretty much smooth sailing. I think otherwise, it's it's really easy on this difficulty. I I made a mistake, I think, but it's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I unlocked a really funny trophy when I was playing this okay. section. Um, I knew it was going. I knew this trophy was a thing, so I was trying to go for it in a way. Uh, I kept eating the rotten food, and I made I made Snake throw up, and I got a trophy for that. Hell yeah. <laughs> I also have a side question. Um, before we got into my save file, 
I was looking at the main menu, and there's Metal Gear and Metal Gear. I think Metal Gear Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are those the OG games that you guys were talking yeah. about? Yeah. They're yeah. they're That's just like... in. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. That's how you All plan. Right. It, it's a weird. Like I don't know why those games, are, it within the HD collection, are in the Metal Gear Solid Three menu, and not just like digital downloads like how MGS uh, One was. So it's a little strange, but yeah, that's how you yeah. play them. You have to go and like, that game. and like I feel like at least like you would have it just separately on like that Splash King where yeah. you pick yeah. one, two, and uh, no, well, three, four, and Peace Walker, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. well, two. Three, two, Peace Walker. Three, two, Peace Walker. Yeah, three, Peace Walker. Two, three, Peace Walker. Two, three, Peace Walker. Two. Three, Peace Walker. Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, I figured they'd be in there, but no. Like, I was like, oh snap. Okay, that's. I think yeah, it was cool. So well, they were. Uh, they're included in the PS2 version, I think. In the PS2 version of Snake Eater, so oh. they just left them there, I guess, cool. in that menu. They they should be broken out, but you're right. All right. Cool. Cool. Hey, I mean, that's there. I guess. Screw it. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Um. So. After we navigate through the next area and we get to the warehouse, did anybody know that you have an opportunity here to kill the end? Jack, you're nodding your head. Yeah, that's another trophy where I, I want to go for this platinum eventually because it's fairly easy mm-hmm. compared to other um, Metal Gear trophy lists and achievement lists. And that's one of them. And mm-hmm. I think that's really funny. So, yeah, he's in the wheelchair being um push around by i think just a, a normal guard when you get to him and when you get to that area you see his health bar and at first mm-hmm. i was like huh that's kind of weird but then i knew about the trophy and yeah you can you get a sniper somewhere you just shoot him from the distance and then that's it <laughs> did you do it no way no i'm, so um, I'm doing a pacifist playthrough i see i see yeah. i didn't i did not know you could do that that sounds pretty cool wait so mm-hmm. do you just continue up the mountain i guess and it just foregoes that entire like end boss fight. I you know presumably yeah I think, yeah right. I imagine I so. like you won't get those cutscenes. You know yeah yeah so. which you're kind of missing out for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, huh. yeah definitely recommend not doing that. Yeah <laughs> yeah no definitely don't yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, interesting. It is interesting though that they give you the choice to do that um, because I you know I appreciate when games give you that sort of freedom. Um, I do think it's weird and interesting for a game that's so heavy on its narrative, though, to give you that option, right? Because, like, I don't know if I'd say any of the cutscenes surrounding the end when we get to the end is, like, vital, right? But I do think there's important, like, you know, you get to see more of, like, Snake in a scenario being a soldier. I think it's still characterizing a little more, even if we don't like him, right? But... I don't know. I feel like the decision to like just wipe that out completely is strange, right? Like I, I can't figure out why they do that outside of just having fun. I I think if you don't know you could do that, it is probably like very difficult. Like I, I would love to see like the percentage of people who actually did that like on their first try. Cuz I didn't I don't think I had like a sniper or like a long range weapon that I could have like accurately taken a shot and taken him out. Mhm. Um and yeah, I, I don't think new players would have gone out of their way to do that, or if they attempted, it would have been very difficult. Mm-hmm. I did explore a little bit after the fight with the pain, and I was able to find uh, the Dragonov. So if I wanted to, I could have done this, but I, I didn't. 
I, I didn't even know about it until after the fact, but um, yeah, I, I, I do think it's an interesting choice, you know, it's a very, again, a weird Metal Gear thing to include in here, but... I don't even think I found the sniper, guys. I don't think I did either. I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah. Really? I killed, yeah, I killed the end in a, in, <laughs> in a very interesting way that, like, definitely worked. Like, it definitely did the job. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I found a very, very quick technique that uh, maybe I'm a GG pro gamer like Omar. <laughs> I don't know. But I, I definitely got his ass for sure. For sure. sure. Um, well, uh, after this, again, Jack, you led saying that it's pretty boring. Um, is this next section, like, just the continuing to get to the next objectives is what was boring for you? Because I found myself really coasting through all the wilderness stuff, and I think what's bothering me about this, and again, maybe it is because I'm, I'm playing on easy, but I don't know. I think it's like Kevin had a really good point, like... My favorite part of what we did this week was the indoor sections because I I feel like PS2 open jungle wilderness is kind of boring as hell and not really designed in an engaging way. Maybe it's because I'm on easy, but I just I get maybe that's what they were going for because they are pushing these systems and these environments can you know lead to using these systems more. But I. I would have much preferred a lot more internal stuff for all these scenarios. Yeah, the warehouse, like, immediately after the end shows up and goes away, uh, I had, like, two shots on my tranquilizer for mm -hmm. my uh, suppressor. So I was very frustrated, like, trying to conserve that and not alert enemies because I think this game especially has, like, a very unfair alert system where once you're spotted, like that's it like you're gonna be spotted for like a solid two minutes um yeah like, like you can't really like mess around go in and out of areas because that alert status is gonna be up for i think like 90 seconds uh after all is said and done and it just like takes forever so that's a little unfair so there was a few points where i was like i just let the enemies kill me and i restarted basically like as a checkpoint system and then yeah. just kept kept going and yeah that that, that part um was annoying and then yeah, like what you said, the next part with the uh, wilderness area before the, like, scientist base. Basically just all sort of animals and traps there. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, not not very exciting. I did find um, thermal goggles, and let me tell you, that made everything just a fucking breeze to get through. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And there's one I particular mean... fight we'll talk about, and it just made it super easy. Ah. Yeah, oh, I can see that. Okay, yeah, I can definitely see that. For sure, for sure. Uh, one thing I'll, I'll throw out there, too. I didn't bring this up last week, but I, I've been doing it since last episode. Um, every time I... It started on the bridge when we came back for Operation Snake Eater and I had to go across the bridge with the two guards and then the, the one patrolling before it. Um, I kept getting caught there, so I just... I let myself die constantly. I think I'm going to have my highest death count of any game in the series so far with Snake Eater because, like you said, Jack, that's just an easy checkpoint to do a wipe and a reset to keep up the stealth. Like, it's just, it is an inconvenience in a way. Maybe we're just bad at the game, but, like, it's, it is such a strange shift and it's not, like, a full-blown shift, you know? We try not to compare to the future too much, but 
I know for at least you mean Omar, we keep thinking of like, man, this game would be a lot better if it just played like five or like even Peace Walker. Like there would be so many more improvements of ways to think of the world that way. Reloading checkpoints is like a strategy for stealth games. Like, yeah. I know this is way different, but I was playing Dishonored uh, like a week or two ago, and constantly the strategy there, if you're just going like a no alert uh, playthrough, is just make a bunch of saves. And if you get caught, you really reload a save and you're back in the action in like four seconds. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's like, all right, I would have to quit out of the game because it's the only way to actually like hard load a save. And it, it that's just like a one minute process. Uh, mm-hmm. Whereas like, all right, just kill me and I'll spawn back in like 10 seconds. Sometimes that is like the smartest and quickest way to do it. It is annoying and I'm with you. I don't like having that affect my like end uh, code name, mm-hmm. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh well, yeah. like gotta we're, get through it. <laughs> we're gonna be like a bunch of slugs for like the code names at the end of this yeah. one. Like it's rough. It's gonna be like turtle, yeah. tortoise. A turtle's awesome. Give me turtle. Yeah, turtle. All right, bet. What do you got against turtle. turtles, Kev? I don't know. You know, they 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 they, they kind of slow. You know, they hide. I don't know. I don't like them. You yeah. know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I had the point I was gonna make, but I forgot. Honestly, yeah, like I mean, so Jack, like, are the are the jungle environments like? Do you find them engaging, or like, are they also boring for you too on like a regular difficulty? Like, are they any um, better? They're fairly boring. Like, the meta for me towards the end of it, like right before the end fight, with there was like a a few guard bases along the way. Was walking along. Guards are, like, super silent in the forest, so, like, I was constantly putting on my thermal goggles, taking them off, making sure, like, no one was there, and then when I did come across people, I would essentially just try to slip past them. Um, gotcha. And then try to loot any, uh, like, bases or anything. But, yeah, it's they're not really exciting. Uh, the guards lo- move, like, super slowly in this game, like I said, and they're, yeah, they're just, they're not very engaging like what you're saying so eh, yeah it's just yeah, yeah. It, i think christian said it it's like these areas kind of just serve as like a place to get you from point a to point b and it's uh they're not the best they're not the best compared yeah, to like yeah. the struts in mgs2 right which all of them yeah. were super unique and super so cool to just navigate. like different looking yeah. and there's mm-hmm. different strategies to get around each one whereas the forest is just a little open and i don't i think this series is at a point where it was trying to go open world and it it didn't didn't really quite understand what that meant yet so yeah i just don't think the uh the areas are all too interesting sure now omar i yeah i know you mentioned this before we started recording because we were planning out uh the next chunk of the of the series right you mentioned that you feel like breaking it up specifically with snake eater is sort of maybe doing a disservice to the game do you think i think so yeah do you think that part of that is because the the point the the not the point like a and b but like the in-between is just pretty weak and you know like blowing it up this way is just highlighting how weak that is seems like it um it feels like it's more designed to be a movie this one specifically like in terms of a uh, all the cutscene direction and the amount of it seems greater than metal gear solid 2 to me mm-hmm. and uh not great like not like the direction is better than cutscenes but like the, it seems like the kind of thing that you're supposed to play in like two days i guess sure and 
there's not really a lot to chew on per week when it comes to what we're getting in the story. It's a lot of like seems like a small character stuff where Metal Gear Solid Two has these you know these big concepts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like that's like another thing too. Like I, I don't know. Like, um, like I was saying last week that like I could have used like, hey, give me like a two and a half, three minute, you know, pain monologue about you know his backstory, or whatever. And like, we get a little bit of that with the end here as well, and not at all with um, the fear. The fear, yeah. The fear, yeah. Like, you're not saying it right. Uh, oh wait, fuck! How is it? Uh. <laughs> like the fear, like whatever. Like, um, yeah, I spoiler alert, I don't find these band of enemies as good as MGS one honestly or two. Mm-hmm. Really. They like suck. At they suck. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, these are yeah, these are They're not clowns. Yeah. It's a circus. It's weird. I was yeah. I was going into this like I know Omar was saying that, like, in the first episode, I'm like, I'm trying to go in with, like, an open mind, because I don't remember hating them, but yeah, now we're at the point where it's like, oh, god, these fucking yeah, guys. Yeah, these guys yeah. suck. Yeah. It's, like, it's like if, like, Polka Dot Man, like, jumped out in, in like, Arkham City. It's like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> like, I don't want you here. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I, I don't know. I just, I really, I'm trying to give this game so many, like, open-minded approaches every time I pick it up, but, like, it really pales to the other two, and I, I, I hate saying that, you know, because we're not done yet, and I know the game uh, reaches some emotional points, right? And I I mentioned last week in our, you know, wrap-up thoughts of, like, I, I'm really curious on how I'm going to feel come time for these endgame things, and we're not there yet, but I don't really feel any more attached to Snake or the cast now any more than i was last week or the week before like omar i know i feel like you've been the most outspoken about naked snake sucking um was there anything this week that gave you a bit more of a like this guy's got some stuff going on or is it really just a lot of hate still i will admit i did vibe with naked snake a little harder this week okay and it was the uh i don't know if we want to jump too far ahead but i thought the cutscene with him and granin was funny and Mm -hmm. uh uh, I got this conversation about War of the Worlds with Paramedic where he kept insisting that so you haven't seen it because she thought she had seen it but she had just she was too scared to watch it and I thought that was pretty funny mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I don't think he's a he's obviously I, I really don't think he's a bad guy I think he's uh, you know just like Raiden green in a way but um, a bit more insistent or rooted in his uh country or something or his beliefs about just being a soldier i i don't know he's i don't got beef with him just yet okay. i guess like i do think there's a value to really going hard on the idea of naked snake being a soldier i love america uh all that sort of thing because of the story they're telling i just I think the thing that's holding me back is like it's just not like enticing in a way because it's like we touched on this last week too it's a lot of similar beats like I you mentioned also that there's not a lot to chew on story-wise but 
there's some stuff character-wise. And I think, yeah, that's true. Um, specifically with, I think, the codec calls, or the radio calls, whatever the right word is. But um, even then, like, the paramedic stuff is charming. Um, Zero, I... I still don't like him as much as Campbell, but I, I see that they have some sort of like back and forth going at this point. It's nowhere close to a way that I think characterizes either of them better because of it. But yeah, like I, I'm more okay with Naked Snake this week. I still don't like him, but I, I'm like fine with him. Um, Kevin, you've also been very outspoken about hating Snake uh, in this game. What's up this week? I mean, I think we're all like, oh, like he's okay this week because like he didn't really talk that much this week, guys. Like, <laughs> let's be honest too. Like, he didn't have a lot of opportunity to like add to the hate pile, you know. Sure. Um, even he though, like, man, hey, that guy's shoes. I don't know. I'll give, I'll give. <laughs> what are those? One credit. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. What are those? He, he, yeah. he. You know, give a compliment. Um, uh, I snake lightened up a little bit in the complete opposite of the point that I was making, but um, I did a save file. And uh, funny enough, they were talking about uh, James Bond movies. Mm. Funny making that comparison. And then in a meta way, Snake uh, even goes like uh, something like, yeah, the major wants uh, sometimes to compare 007 to like what we do. But, you know, I don't know if that's a straight up one to one comparison, but I guess you can make that comparison between us and 007 movies i guess and it was a very like meta like oh shit like the guys were saying that you know the like intro uh soundtrack you know kind of is a very much like a 007 james bond type of vibe to it you know mm -hmm. so i i thought that was pretty funny um but yeah other than that yeah you know he just didn't talk that much in this episode so I, he is what he is i like that james bond conversation a lot I think it's funny between the characters is like having it out. But when he calls out, like when Kojima says, hey, this is a lot like James Bond, right? I feel like what's the point in saying that here? Because like in Metal Gear Solid 2, every time, you know, he called out the similar letters to Metal Gear Solid, there was a point there. Mm -hmm. But in this one, it's like, yeah, I, I know. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like it, it's that I, I've definitely mentioned this before, but that moment in The Last of Us, right? Where, um, Ellie's like, damn, another paddle puzzle? It's like, well, right. if you guys knew that, what if you just <laughs> didn't do it again? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I don't know. I, I definitely think that there's levels to... Like, I like the conversation, too, because I think it's you know a charming look into the, the back and forth they all have, but it's definitely an instance of Kojima, like, I feel like just writing himself, you know? Uh, it's... I think, Omar, you brought this up week one. I, I, I'm seeing it more every week of just, like, Kojima, just, like, he's feeling himself with this game. Yeah. You know? um, and I, I think I, this might have been the first one that his name is on the box, but I'm not too sure. Really? But uh, maybe. I could be wrong. What were you saying, though? Uh, um, no, I'm just, like... I As, a, like, a fan of the series, right, I'm, st I'm trying to, like, rack my brain, and we don't have to co cover this, but, like, I'm trying to think about four, and I don't know if it's this like heavy-handed of him being all over the place as it is in four like i think four is very fan servicey but that's different to me like this is very much like a aren't i clever isn't this engaging you know like it feels more like yeah. that 
I don't know. I, I mean, I've always had beef with this game specifically, mm. but uh, I remember loving four. So I think we can still look. I, I'm still looking forward to that. Oh, me too. But I, I am too. also deeply worried, though, to be honest. <laughs> where, where, uh, like, look, I, deeply worried. Yeah. Um, Metal Gear Solid 2 was, is my favorite game, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But that was my first time replaying it because I honestly was scared over the last 10 years if I just wouldn't like it anymore mm-hmm. with where I, my opinion went on Kojima and uh, he, he he's kind of a crazy guy to be honest I I, I didn't know if it would hold up for me and uh, thankfully Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 I, I think still do but this one yeah no, I don't know I'm, I'm <laughs> freaked out I think I think 4 could go south as well but I'm still looking forward to it at the moment uh, honestly I think some of my beef with this game too is like I I don't like prequels, and I definitely don't think a prequel for Metal Gear is that interesting. Where it's like, I just want to look to the future, man. I want to see what's up in the, what's happening now. Mm-hmm. It definitely felt like the breaks were grind to like a screeching halt. Yeah, the, the opening of this game coming after Metal Gear Solid Two. Um, I have a tangent for you guys. Sure. That I noticed. Please. You know how Star Wars has everyone getting their arms cut off in like every movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Metal Gear has that, but with people peeing their pants in every Metal Gear. Oh my god, game. guys! Listen, listen, look. I don't every like time. it. I don't like it. Nope, nope. No. It was I. It wasn't even cool the first time, but I can let things slide. You know, I'm a very easygoing gentleman. Yeah, I like to think like, so. You know, I'll let things go over my shoulder. It's okay. It's fine. I, it's fine. I think in the first one, you know, you're working with the PS1. You got limited hardware. You got limited visuals. You got a bunch of limitations, okay. right? You're trying to be like every single stereotype you can throw on Otacon to just be like, this guy's a nerd. He's a weak nerd. Like that, I think it, there's a purpose to it there as like weird as it is. But like, yeah, I'm definitely with you. I was just with Emma and two. I was just like, this is weird. And this week, no. I was like, <laughs> but this is you weird. have to understand, Christian, it's a remake of Metal Gear Solid. I, yes. So I'm, that's why it's so cool. Yes. No, it's still cool on that level for sure. <laughs> but no yeah this i think jack brings up a good point like it i think in star wars it's fun because it's like you point out and be like ah they did the thing you know it's like i got a bad it also makes sense there's laser swords being swung around someone's gonna get an arm chopped off yeah right who's peeing their pants every day yeah (laughs) like like, it's so common in this in this world apparently i i think that's another thing like the, this the tone of this game is just all over the place and i that's my biggest issue with it really i think if they just if they wanted to go simple we're in the 60s there's no clones we're just doing super straightforward uh naked snake origins like stick to that you know like really go in on that and like i, I think there are other instances of metal gear games that kind of do that and do it well so like here they're juggling i guess the expectations of one and two with like the wackiness and i i really think it the game would have been way better and i'd be having a much better time with it if they just went like either hardcore this is a serious period piece nothing nothing weird the timeline nothing's weird yet this is just straightforward or it's been wacky since the 60s like either of the like either of them. don't go, don't do both because i feel like it, we're just going back and forth and oh i know i think omar and jack brought this up last week like the other two games specifically the original metal gear solid do that incredibly well they balance it perfectly but here i think it's because they're just going too hard 
in both directions that it just doesn't work for me. I don't know if anybody feels differently. Uh, like, I think it's the goofiest Metal Gear so far. Like, oh, for sure. Yeah. Metal Gear has always had like the goofy moments specifically with its bosses and some a little some other goofy parts like outside of that, but most of the goof is like relegated to those parts and the rest of the game is like fairly serious. Mm-hmm. Um in almost every aspect of Metal Gear Solid 3, there's just you can find the goofiness anywhere. Like especially with uh the ridiculous um Eva cutscenes and the Ocelot cutscenes last week mm-hmm. and it's just like oh man this it's just littered with this weird awkwardness of what they're like what you said christian like sort of the story they're trying to tell balancing the goofiness and it's just it it makes this game stand out more than one and two in that regard and uh it's it's a little strange i like i don't even think you have to make a you know a totally like uh serious game instead mm-hmm. but you know I, I do think metal gear solid is about being goofy but not quite like this. Like right. I think this should be goofy. Just write better jokes or like better characters, like than the than the fear or something. I don't know. Like or stop with that camera the the camera direction, right? With the Eva stuff, like it's, yeah. it's just bizarre. I don't even know if it's like a thing of like this game has extremes on both polarities. Like I really think that it's just. I don't think it's as serious as it probably needs to be that's what i'm saying yeah i I know that's dumb because like i'm the player like i didn't make the game so i don't know if i have like the freedom to even say that eloquently right but like i don't think it's as serious as as, like i want it to be but it's way wackier than i need it to be you know it's like i want to be a little more serious and like explain these villains like explain them because like i think they could be interesting and cool like maybe give a reason why they're all the something like give me a reason why they're all emotions mm-hmm. right like i think there there could be something there that could be a cool backstory to make and salvage these band of villains i guess but they all just suck when you don't explain anything about I, them you know i don't know i wonder if well this is kind of i don't think it matches up with everything but i do wonder if because this game is so heavily focused on naked snake learning to trust his instincts and emotions and not just follow orders like i wonder if these bosses named after emotions are him like sort of trying to be symbolic of like him cutting himself off from feeling pain and sorrow and stuff but like that goes against what the boss is telling him to do like she's saying like give in to your emotions don't be a don't be a a dog just following orders right like I don't know. I, 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 there might be something there, maybe, but where's the end factor in? Like, is he scared of death? Or is it trying to eliminate that emotion? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it has it been that, and for all I know, maybe there is a great explanation we'll get, but because, like, I assume we have a lot of ground to cover next week. Like, I feel like we have, we have a whole arc to wrap up that i don't think we're even close to wrapping up at this point you know so i assume next week's gonna be heavily story filled heavy exposition like we've had with the other metal gears um but yeah i mean i don't know like i don't know if the way i feel about this game is gonna change drastically and if it does i'd be shocked Mm -hmm. you know i will say this this game 
even more so than the previous two is like very back heavy now yeah. that i'm playing it more i'm realizing like nothing happens till like a certain point in this game so it is it takes i think it takes a while it, i think this game is more of a slow burn and i think omar is probably right in that the format of what we're doing is probably making this game like a little bit even worse for us but so like we are finishing it next next week so it will be better just to have that all in in one fell swoop yeah yeah you're right jack from memory the game is like very back heavy like the only things i ever hear people talk about of snake eater outside of like the theme i feel like take place in the last four hours of the game so like yeah um i yeah i i I do think there is sort of a question on like you know how effective the slow burn is it's slower for us because we're elongating it but like i'm curious to see what the payoff is like um so omar were you gonna say something uh uh, yeah i think i brought this up last week or i keep bringing it up but you know metal gear solid 2 really i i'm sorry for bringing up metal gear solid 2 all the time i'm I really am. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> like Metal Gear Solid Two asks the player to like examine the form of Metal Gear Solid, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's like, hey, think about the way that game was structured and everything, and and figure out what you want. What did you want from this? And then here's Metal Gear Solid Three, and like, yeah, okay, there's five bosses. They're they all they're all crazy, and you're gonna uncover a plot about Metal Gear. It's like, I I don't see what the point is of repeating that structure after Metal Gear Solid Two did it and talked about it right it just feels like in a way like this is a sequel here like yeah it's more metal gear it's not that interesting to me aside outside from the setting but you know of course i'd rather future stuff too like i I almost think this game doesn't need the five bosses right like just yeah do something else i i really i wonder if because uh, Jack brought up the idea of open world, right? I, I wonder if Snake Eater would be more effective if it was much more linear, and you have like story moments where you're supposed to be like, oh, now heal, now use your survival stuff, right? Like, because yeah, I would say okay, I, I think I can make this comparison because it came out around the same time. Uh, the original Resident Evil remake, GameCube, right? Early two thousands. That game, I would say, is pretty linear. It's like you're in a mansion, but you definitely have, like, point to point to point, and the obstacles in between are the zombies. I think there's a way to implement survival in a way that doesn't feel so open and detrimental to the what they're doing here. Because I think, like we've been talking about, this game does feel the most cinematic in terms of Kojima's writing this and wanting this to be a playable movie, kind of. So, balancing the the open areas where there's not much story stuff going on and there's really not much challenging you against the you know climactic boss fights, I feel like if you just cut down some of that stuff, we'd be moving at a better pace and like y- your points and your story would feel more uh, like urgency, I guess, because like. I'm not really feeling any fire beneath me uh, through any of these weeks so far. And maybe it's because we're breaking it up this way, but like in the first half of a Metal Gear Solid game, I feel like I, we should have some 
some like fire being like oh yeah we really got to see what's going on here right especially if like you said omar they're really relying on that format you know it's like they're taking the outline of like this major beats and not taking anything else it's it's weird i i it feels weird as a metal gear solid game i think especially after two like you said but the stakes are like higher than ever right in terms of like the we're facing a nuclear threat again or war nuclear holocaust or something from Soviet. but yeah you definitely don't feel it i don't even know that maybe that's like a whole like cold war characterization thing i don't know i don't know but Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah like I guess we like should be remembering the conversation with um oh man the president Sully yeah <laughs> our homie Sully mm-hmm. and uh, I think it was was he talking to Vol- he wasn't talking to Vol- Khrushchev yeah. he was talking to LBJ yeah. and Khrushchev were talking yeah LBJ yeah yeah like I guess we should be remembering that as like the main like I guess fire in this game of like urgency you know that hey if if LBJ doesn't prove that America wasn't involved in this thing, you know, nuclear war is going to happen, I guess, mm-hmm. in like a week or something like that. Um, but yeah, no, like, I, I just don't think that. Yeah, I think this game is just very weird. Mm-hmm. This game is just very weird, you know, and like, I think the way a lot of trilogies go is what we have here with sure. MGS. It seems like we're like first one great definitely laid the ground floor iconic right we have mgs2 where i feel like it's a refinement of the first game in a lot of meta ways than not you know like in in like a lot of ways i feel like mgs2 could arguably i think be better than the first metal gear solid like overall pound for pound definitely gameplay wise you know and then three some trilogies they do a little bit more par for the course in the second game. Other times they throw in these really weird out there mechanics that are brand new and, you know, kind of crack the mold that they developed with the first two games. And it looks like we're having that here with like MGS3. You Batmobile. know, just a, just a weird, exact, like a weird what you game. Batmobile. Even though I don't, think, oh. I don't think the Batmobile is that bad. Just no, I don't either. Person. But yeah, but I, yeah, yeah. Like generally speaking, that is that three Batmobile fans? <laughs> Yo, fuck that thing. You I'm guys not are wrong. Fan, but it's not it's, that bad. It's y'all, not that bad. y'all capped. Y'all were capping. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was an overreaction. Hard, hard you guys. Reaction. You don't know They're how I reacted. Reaction. It's not there even are that worse, bad. There are worse things in Arkham Knight than the Batmobile. Yeah, that's true. Batmobile's tied to some of those things, but it's not the Batmobile's fault. <laughs> I don't want to do those combat sequences. Look, I'd rather play Twisted Metal. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, so we get to the lab right uh again another interior that we gotta deal with for this game which again is so far the highlight for me um jack working through this lab uh Mm -hmm. what was your process like did it feel like you're picking back up with metal gear solid 2 hugging corners and uh sneaking that's dr jack to you because i put my (laughs) my scientist outfit on very and nice. just strolled right through this place. Mm-hmm. Although, I was a little... I guess this is a, a cool little feature. It did kind of piss me off. Um, the guards, if you put that suit on that year, I think you're like given that yeah. uh, scientist suit. Yeah, um, I think Eva gives it to you. Yeah, so you put that on, walk through here. Uh, the guards don't pay attention to you. They don't really notice you. The scientists 
because you're supposed to be impersonating a fellow scientist, will be like, oh, who's that guy? Oh, no, that's a different person. And then they'll, like, sound the alarm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is kind of annoying. It is, I guess, a cool little feature, but, uh, yeah, super annoying to get through because um, the scientists will all realize you. And you get to a certain point where it's like, oh, I'm just walking past all these scientists. Very so, hitman. Um, it was very hitman. Yeah, that's a good point. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. Um, but, yeah. It uh, wasn't, like, too, too difficult, I'll say. And at least for a while, sneaking around as a scientist was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I knew I could do a scientist outfit, but I feel like the way Naked Snake is, I feel like his character wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. You know, I feel like he has a certain, like, perhaps a bit of arrogance, right? Where he'd be like, nah, I could fucking do this shit. It's all right. You know, like, so, and, and plus, like, I kind of wanted to add, like, a little bit of challenge. Like, I don't want to be, like, <laughs> yeah. I was literally walking through this playthrough, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I I didn't use it. I didn't use the outfit, even though I did get one. And, yeah, like, I think guys are right. I think Eva gives you it, I'm pretty sure. But I think I found another outfit as well that was, like, a scientist thing as well. Like, another outfit. I forgot what it was exactly, but I think I got a second outfit that I could have used in this section but i just went in that snake and just did my thing yeah nice. yeah uh omar what do you think of the lab as a, a level i guess design wise uh, i thought it looked gorgeous uh that's where you get that nice metal gear a solid two kind of uh i think like watercolor-esque lighting in there mm-hmm. uh, and uh i don't know I, I you brought the resident evil remake beforehand but i definitely feel like some seeing an interior like that here kind of reminded me a bit of some of the the backgrounds of that game too or the lighting i guess um it was nice i don't know why are there a bunch of um like model posters everywhere did you guys notice that? oh kojima's horny he's a pervert i think <laughs> they're like the li- they're they're like yeah. not even like hidden at this point they're just out there like chilling like hey like here's like a a 12 by 20 poster over here you know scientists be jacking off I don't know. Huh. It's uh, yeah. MGS2 had a lot of that with the lockers. Yeah. Yeah. And like those, you know, they're in lockers. They're like cool. I don't know about cool, but like, you know, things that you you can imagine, hey, this scientist, this is his locker, you know. There's there's like a string of thought that you can have with why this poster is in this locker. What is the reason for it being a huge like flag sized poster? You know? Terrible HR department, apparently. For real? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. So, uh, I, like, personally, I thought the lab was fun. Um, it, it was a mix of, you know, like, balancing the the outfit and stuff. But, like, I, I, I for me, this section of, like, actually going through part of the game that's not tied to a boss was my favorite part so far. Because, like, it's... It's what I like about Metal Gear, and it's what I really like about uh, the previous games and the later games that deal with this stuff. Like, I th- I do think, like, there's something about navigating a facility or a lab or something that just adds urgency, right? Because I think being out in the jungle, it's... Jack, you brought up open worlds, and people bring up um, this uh, lack of urgency in open worlds sometimes, where it's just like, I'm playing Spider-Man, I can just fuck around until I... Uh, like oh aunt may's being held hostage let me just go deliver some pizzas right like why not 
And I think that's sort of a similar issue, not to that extent, but like with the the more open jungle areas, because you just feel so alone and so isolated. Holy and shit! Without anything, right? It's like we talked about lack of urgency, but like here, it's like oh. There is an urgency because I could get caught at any second, you know, and I do think that that just automatically design wise adds to my incentive to play and be stealthy and think about the mission, you know, but yeah, the- Metal Gear previously was just felt so much better when you were uh, confined to a specific area and felt like you had to navigate it in a certain way mm-hmm. and uh, not yet, but they haven't quite nailed that sort of openness of metal gear and what that could be definitely yeah i think this like this was the first steps in metal gear expanding uh past like shadow moses and big shell where those environments were very small and it tried to introduce bigger environments and uh wasn't the best it like they're not bad by any means they're just not very interesting Mm -hmm. so uh maybe we'll get there maybe we'll get there the open areas and MGS3 laid the groundwork for laid the groundwork for that stranding, guys. That's ex- exactly what it is. Mm. You know? Sure. Exactly what it is, guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. Like, would you look at that? And <laughs> I like honestly, I think there's a point there, right? Like whatever anybody feels about Death Stranding, I think they want at least in that game, there's a purpose to making you just sit there by yourself with your thoughts as you're navigating this world and focusing on the mechanics right like here i think they want you to do that but like jack said it's a first shot i think time hasn't been kind to it but um yeah definitely i i had a much better time with the interiors here yeah so after we navigate through the lab we are brought up to Another cutscene with the next boss fight. The fear! Uh, Kevin. Yes. The introduction of the fear. Because again, you love you love uh, Dead Cell, you love Foxhound. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got a little tease earlier about what we think of the fear. What did you think of the fear's introduction? Oof. Ah. I don't know. This guy sucks. Like this guy sucks, man. Like I don't. It's like I don't even know if cringe is even like suffice. Like I don't even know if cringe is worthy. Like I don't even know what this guy's problem is. You know, I have no. Like, are you a vampire? I, I think he ran on water. I think he did. I'm like pretty sure. I think, but I don't know. Um, he has a, he has a venom tongue type thing, you know, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't really like, you know how, uh, you know, with, um, uh, with like sniper wolf, mm-hmm. she's a great sniper, you know, she can, she can stay put for a week straight without eating, drinking like her, her, when she's on a hunt, she's on a hunt, right? Uh, fortune, you know? She has good fortune. She just can't die, right? How do you explain the fear? That's why I think these villains are so weird. Is that like, I feel like we had a good like you know standing of it. Okay, cool. Like these villains that he makes are, I think, really cool. The way they're just defined in their names themselves, and that's all you need to remember 
what this villain is. You know, with the fear, it's like, okay, you're, I guess, a cross, you're like a vampire, you can randomly go invisible, that I think is like a cloaking technology, because as you did damage to him, like, he would start to, like, electrocute, so I was thinking, okay, maybe that's a cloaking tech thing, so he can do that, he's very agile, very fast, he can jump around, like, like how, and you just scream, you're the fear, you know, like, that is not a typical villain that we've encountered in this series, you know? So it's like, I, I don't even know what that was, to be honest. You know? Do you think, I don't even know. Do you think you would have liked this boss better if uh, their name was um, Anxious Chameleon? I guess, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I, I don't, yeah. And I think his boss fight wasn't that great mm-hmm. at all, really. Um We'll we'll get to another boss fight that I thought at least was somewhat more interesting, and definitely I enjoyed that boss fight a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, the fear wasn't doing it for me. No, yeah, it was yeah, like it's around the same range as the pain. I don't know if I'll put it below or above necessarily. Mm-hmm. You know, I think maybe I like the pain, like like the pains more because at least there was something of like. You know, you had to avoid certain things, and and in in like in at least somewhat engaging ways. Uh, this I was literally just following where he was jumping, and then just shooting when he stood still. Sure, that was literally it. It, it kind of feels like Kojima kind of gave up with his <laughs> bosses because, like, at least I didn't like the pain, but at least with the pain, he had a unique gimmick with the bees wasn't yeah. fun or whatever but at least like it that differentiated him if i had to pick the fear out of a lineup right now i don't think i could and he doesn't have any like unique powers that are special to him like i'm pretty sure we've seen cloaking technology with like um cyborg ninja and he just like jumps around and stuff and i almost kind of think this is a joke boss fight because i threw on my thermal thermal goggles and i was like there he is and i just tranked the shit out of him really easily and it took me under two minutes to defeat him it was so easy and i was like i wonder if this is a joke because that was ridiculously easy does it feel like uh like predator especially Mm -hmm. if you use your thermal goggles too like (laughs) yeah yeah totally yeah and see like that's another thing too like i feel like there's so much opportunity for a really tense fight like that right like I even on I've been playing all these games on easy like I do think that say what you will about how it controls in the first game but like I think something like the sniper wolf fight is able to have a sense of like there's tense there's a tense vibe there where I feel like an enemy that can turn invisible and jump around all over the place I feel like there should be more there you know even someone like vamp who I I think you could compare vamp's fight to this fight because he 100 percent you know has some similar uh agility and um i don't think he i don't think vamp poisoned you but there was something similar to it i think mechanically he Christian. threw like little knives at you okay and yeah the fear like would crossbow you and poison you it's it's pretty similar yeah yeah but like at least vamp still had that backstory and that cool aura to him that kevin is talking about and is missing here but what were you yeah. saying Omar? are you still playing on that uh standard camera 
that you switched to last week? Uh, no. I, I mean, okay, I, I bounced around between it. Um, I have I didn't use it on the pain. I didn't use it here. I didn't use it on the end. But um, yeah, mainly I think it's just because I feel like the in between areas are so easy that having the the camera locked in that way makes it just less aimless kind of i don't know but, sure um jack i wanted to ask you again because throughout the series you've been pretty on top of checking the codec anything with uh the, the fear from the codec uh the only thing that i remembered um was sigint saying something along the lines of his cloaking technology quickly like um diminishes as he's moving so like as he exerts himself his camouflage will like deteriorate and he'll have to like stop and eat for a second so i think what? that's the way to defeat him without having thermal is just let him tire himself out he'll go to the ground start eating like a rat or something and then get back to business but yeah i that, that was pretty much all i remember in terms of uh, the codec yeah, so yeah, that's, that's so weird. Again, so lacking, weird. you know, not really having a lot yeah. of insight, but yeah. Um, Didn't Otacon make the invisible cloaking stuff in Metal Gear Solid One, or was yeah. that he invented it or something, or did he just uh, make some good ones? I don't know. I don't know if he invented it, but yeah, he definitely okay. was like, "All right, I'm gonna just walk around this facility now, invisible, peace." Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like an arms tech prototype that like okay. nobody used. Maybe I think that might have been it. Maybe, but um, did you guys so like so far with the end eventually and with the fear they have like camouflages you could pick up? I don't remember if the pain had a camouflage. Did you guys pick up any of these camos? Could you get to the pain's like boss station in that stage? Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, think you I don't. Can. No, yeah, I, I, if you could, I couldn't. But um, yeah, yeah, I definitely picked up something from the fear. Yeah, I, I did not get anything from the pain. Yeah. I didn't even think I could get to that, so I didn't even bother. But yeah, I got something from the fear also. The Did you get something from the end? Not to get jump ahead. But yes. Okay, okay. Okay. So um we wrap up here with the boss fight. Uh Kevin, walk us through the journey to the end. What's it like for you? Uh, pretty much part of the core. Wait, did we miss a major cutscene that we haven't talked we, about yet? We didn't talk about the first cutscene in this segment yet with the boss. With Grannon. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to talk about that then? Because I... Again, I didn't really think there was much to pull from there. I mean, there was an explanation of Metal Gear, which I thought was pretty cool. You know? like yeah. Dude, I didn't understand the, it, to be honest. He just said, like, kind of like a Metal Gear, if you will. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, like, what do you mean, if we will? I have no clue what yeah. you're talking about. Those <laughs> yeah. words don't belong next to each other. Wait, I mean, I think we were talking about was the bridge between, what was it, like, was it the bridge between, like, species and humanity itself? Yeah. And that this technology is the gear that turns humanity he, to like he, forward and like per and like progresses them forward as if like oh man. a gear in itself like i thought that was neat as fuck <laughs> he said something like you know how there's no there's like that missing relative between monkeys and people that's what it was no yeah. gear it's like all right <laughs> yeah and then he yeah. said something like i'm gonna give the plans to my friend in the, in the u.s that's and he talked about the philosopher's legacy i think that may be the first time 
someone brings that up. I don't really know what that is so far, but I think those are the kind of highlights from that particular. And he's drunk. Yeah, also <laughs> he's really drunk. drunk. Yes, also he's very drunk. Yeah. And he's got a statue of not only Jehuti from Zone of the Enders, uh, he's got a statue of a Metal Gear Ray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's, yeah. It reminds me of the, the Vulcan Raven uh, action figure. Mm. In, uh... Yeah, but at least that was after the fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, <laughs> fuck this. I, I love, I really, I love when we get these weird explanations and the terminology like we've gotten so far, but Kevin, early on in this, uh, um, initiative you you mentioned that I, you feel like the game or metal gear is constantly on the edge of being stupid uh to yes. me this was this was it i, I was i was like the, oh the the fuck do you mean like metal sure i mean i, I thought I know, it made sense guys i actually liked it <laughs> like yeah we had to get the name somewhere it seems like you're like uh um you know what just have him say it just have him say it it's like we'll go with it everyone knows we, we got two games already they're gonna know they're gonna know like, oh, this to me the name of metal gear is like the like blaster for han solo and solo i didn't need to see where he got that fucking thing i didn't need the, <laughs> the backstory right i didn't need to see the entirety of solo to be completely honest but um <laughs> i i didn't need the backstory of metal gear it's a stupid name which is you know because like see that we also get a stupid explanation i don't even get i don't even get what that means i know and that's what i'm saying like earlier when i was talking about how i wish they would just commit to like one tone of like i know it's a prequel but like just call it shagohad like we get it we get that that's an early version of this right like that's pretty clear out the gate when they introduce it It just doesn't have legs like i think that's fine you don't have to be so like ham-fisted about it it just that bothered me i'm sorry yeah it's Oh, no, I was gonna say it's it's uh it's Kojima getting so mad that the gamers didn't understand Metal Gear Solid 2 and he's explaining it this to them in great detail. That's what's happening. He doesn't trust us anymore. I think. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna be the opposing force in this, okay? okay? And I feel like I think I understood MGS2. <laughs> I think I did. Mm-hmm. But um I liked that visualization of, you know, like monkey versus human right what's that middle piece that allows us to evolve like a symbolic nature of like technology how we're able to utilize tools and everything to 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 progress as a species as humans you know i thought it was neat i i personally thought that was a really cool and and it's something that throughout this entire thing it was that moment i realized i've never considered why it's even called metal gear granted there's a thing that y'all are saying like do we need to know like i don't think i need to know why han has dice up on the falcon Mm -hmm. you know i don't think i need to know that i really don't you know but i think i might need to i enjoyed knowing um uh why it's called metal gear i guess you know in the same vein that like i thought it was pretty neat uh i actually like solo (laughs) <laughs> yeah i like solo you know no i i'm with you I, there I, I think yeah i think the comparison's much more of like trying to why like why is it called the death star i really i think that i think that's more of a solid okay. comparison right like yeah definitely. well you kind of get what death star means i don't think you need an next well yeah but like <laughs> metal metal gear these things are all made of metal there's some gears working I mean, in there you know like, sure yeah gear yeah, drops yeah. in gaming you know like equipment it's like okay I made that I, connection. It's made of metal. There we go. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, and I I feel like with a lot of like when I think of like a lot of anime in particular, there's just a lot of like bonkers titles for things. And I'm like, My Hero Academia is like not a good descriptor of what that is. Like you get it, but it's kind of just silly and like you don't no one ever says, This is My Hero Academia, you know what I mean? It's just No, they say I, Boku no Hero Academia. Sure. Yes. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's just silly. I didn't need this backstory for for the name of Metal Gear. It also just I, doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I I think it's a problem. Like, oh, for Kojima, I think he got in, he. This might be the game where he gets into the idea of explaining all of his decisions. That you know later he goes even deeper on that. But like you know, there's this guy who looks like Ocelot, and now we're learning how he becomes a revolver or how he gets into revolvers. Like, it's just it's all stuff I don't need to know. Like I okay. didn't need that backstory. Yeah. Like <laughs> Okay. From that angle, I, I I definitely see that. Like sp- specifically like the Ocelot stuff, that's not really working with me that much, to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I which again, I'm still on the on the thing of like I don't know if that's even an Ocelot, to be completely honest with y'all. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean um, the game wants you to think at it this is. point. Yeah. De- definitely that's the that that's the lane they're going down for sure. Um but uh but yeah i don't know i i i i liked this mm-hmm. explanation a little bit you know it 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 worked for me now like i don't know how these walking you know nuclear silos i guess uh for the humanity to go off jack's point of like does that really even make sense you know like yeah like uh, a very destructive it... weapon of mass destruction like is that really furthering us as a species you have a great point jack you have a great point. I guess that doesn't really make that much sense, but I think it's you know that guy ends the speech with like it's a capitalism, and I think in a lot of ways like <laughs> capitalism. Kojima is telling the story of yeah we need this war wars to happen for R and D to get crazy, and that's how we further humanity by developing crazy technologies or something. Yeah, because right. like right. again, I think that point would be made much more salient if we didn't have these weirdo bosses, right? Because, like, if you have just, like, a standard commando group and you go hard on, like, hey, it's not weird yet, and then you implement this idea that Metal Gear is a gap that will be bridged of, like, eternal war to constantly be funding science and technology, by the time we get to Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2, we got these weird, like, telepaths and vampires and cyborg ninjas. I feel like that would make so, like... You know, like, I really think they should have committed to just, like, this is a straightforward dad soldier going through the forest. Like, I really think it would have been much more effective that way. Christian, you fucking nailed it. That makes too much sense, Christian. That makes too much sense. You know, but nailed instead it. we got yeah. these, like, fucking long tongue dude, like, uh, a frog guy. <laughs> like... A bee guy. Yeah, like, why? I so I still feel like they could have nailed it, though. It Like, I, I do love that goofy tone, but just not this goofy tone like right yeah and like i i think it's a weird thing like i we talk a lot about metal gear solid 2's impact on this game yeah i feel like they course corrected in like six different departments and not the seventh and the seventh is like invalidating all the other ones kind of for me you know like i still think you could have some like a goofy tone there but i do think like having the like oh people like the weird bosses people like the the one-liners like i think having that in there when you're course correcting so hard after two it just hurts everything else you're doing and it just makes it not work for me 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's cause like also like I think Mega Snake as a protagonist isn't as fun as Solid Snake in here to mm-hmm. to react to the goofy stuff. Like mm-hmm. Snake took everything with a I don't know he, with a straight face, I guess. But I felt like there was a bit of an acknowledgement of how ridiculous stuff gets in this. But Mega Snake here, he, he doesn't maybe play it plays it too straight. Even I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, any final thoughts on the origins of Metal Gear? Uh, anything with the boss? Any any changes, dude? I don't think I like the boss. Like, I think all her dot lines are weird. She doesn't seem like a character. She's talking about like uh, her combat and her uh, the grew or whatever the Cobra unit. Like, I'm not getting much from her so far. I don't know. What are you guys think? Yeah. yeah. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, I I'm assuming that this next end of the game right when we finally wrap it up there's going to be i think or i hope for a cohesive like i'm able to explain why mgs3 exists by next week yes you know i'm i'm assuming that that's going to happen mm-hmm. it's just very hard to tell right now like <laughs> where it is very hard to tell like i feel like i'm still on the first episode of this series right like, I feel like I don't know if much of anything has really even happened. You know? Mm-hmm. I feel like w- I just got pushed off the bridge by boss, like, last week. And that was, like, three weeks ago or something like that. Two weeks ago. I mean, as of, like, like, playing, I think it's been three. For me, I mean, yeah. most of us, at least. Yeah, yeah. Like, I... So, I assume that next week, we're, we're gonna have a ton to digest, a ton to talk about, mm-hmm. a ton to know a ton to take in and comprehend um, that I think it seems to be a lot more than the other games, which I don't know if that is the right way to go about it. Like that, like slow burn thing that you guys were talking about, you know, like I don't know if that was the right thing here, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I agree with Omar in that. I think maybe the way we tackled this was somewhat of a disservice to this game um, because this game is different. Like what I said earlier, this it's just like incredibly back heavy like there's a a certain point where everything starts to happen and then you get obviously everything with metal gear all the crazy stuff happens at the end but even before that like the game really starts ramping up so um like this is a really good game (laughs) and but we just sound very negative about it because i think the beginning is slow and like things being slow isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just i don't think the game has introduced anything wholly unique um and in fact it's introduced some things that are pretty terrible uh so i think it'll be a more interesting conversation next week when we have like we we can have more of a retrospective look back on what metal gear solid 3 actually looks like uh in comparison to the other two last thing i'll mention Mm -hmm. also um that character that was playing metal gear grant what's his name grant grandon uh grandon yeah grandon I think when he was talking about his like associate in the U.S. or whatever, there was like a picture above his desk in the background. My bo- listen, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm on I'm on the Otacon watch. You know what I'm saying? Y'all know, okay? That gentleman had had some long hair, had some round glasses. You know that, that that's that's all I'm saying is that I think I spotted 
an Otacon. You know, I don't know if it's our Otacon. You know, perhaps like it's his father, right? <gasps> oh shit! Wait, is this the wait? Break you out know the no how, cards. Um, break out the no cards. Wait, yeah, we have a conspiracy. Holy shit! So Diaz deductions. Yeah. New, so new is this? Is this the um? Where's my note? Here we go. Is this the? Is this the? Is this the? Uh, is this the backstory of the family lineage that Alakan was talking about? Like how his father was involved in in the and I think the the origin of Metal Gear is that true, or am I just making that up? Um, well, his I think his grandfather was in the Manhattan Project. Okay. Uh, and then his dad was doing something along the lines of that work, and then yeah, Otacon was doing what he was doing for Metal Gear. Okay. Okay. We're gonna just say that there's some sort of connection between Ganon and Ganon. Ganondorf. <laughs> is it? Is it? Granon. Gr- I miss Ganon's from Zelda. My bad. My bad. Granon. Next long play series. Yeah. <laughs> Granon and uh, we'll say Otacon's dad. I don't think it's a grandfather. You know, I think that might be. I don't think that works with timeline. I, I I guess it could, but we're gonna we're gonna go the- with Otacon's dad. Do the birthdays on the codex screen ever freak you guys out? Where it's like, well, I'm talking to this young lady. What? She's born in 1936? Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty strange. Uh, um, interesting, interesting observation, Kevin. Um, yeah, I like Jack said, next week is back heavy. And I, I still think this is a good game. You know, I feel like we've talked a lot about what doesn't work for the game. But it's... I don't know if it's fully the fact that we're playing it this way because there are elements of the game that incentivize you to take breaks from it, you know? Like, there is the, the healing mechanic, and we'll get to it in a moment, but, like, there is other instances in this game where putting the game down for a while can just be to your benefit. Um, so, I don't, like, I don't know. I, I think the game has a lot of ambition, right? And, obviously, I think time hasn't been super kind to it the way it has been to 2. Um or even the first one, but yeah, um, the game is absolutely back heavy. Honestly, I kicked around maybe the, the idea of just starting up a, like a very easy save and blitzing through the whole thing again to see if that changes how I feel about it. But like, I don't even know if it would change that much because I, I can tell you what I did like perfectly off the top of the head. You know, I remember exactly how the pain fight went. So like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's a matter of the way you play the game versus the way the game is paced just not working with everything it throws at you and what you want out of the game um but i'm still maybe considering that to see if i feel differently but, uh speaking of I, oh good well I, I we'll get into this time conversation we're putting the game down for a while later but i actually think it's not an incentive it's actually is punishing you for that i think but I don't know. Uh, oh, I mean, I mean, to an extent, like I know there's the spoiling of food, but you also have the sleep thing. So like, you come back, you're, you're no, dead, you're right, right. So but like, there, there's some stuff like uh, I guess. I'll, yeah, there's like it's we just should we bring it up. Yeah, there's a pro to it, you know. Like there's benefits and disservices, but um, speci- like I, Omar, I, I think you're the one who did the thing here. So, I always do the thing. Yeah. If it's there, I'm going to do it. I'm going to fucking do it. <laughs> so, because Kevin is, again, the flower, 
flower. Um, would we like what kind to... of flower, Kevin? What, yeah. what, huh? what kind of flower? What kind the of flower? Uh, the one from that Disney movie, Beauty uh, and the Beast, um, the rose. That. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good image on the glass dome thing you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. got a little wa- water droplets on it absolutely I know exactly we we had one petal fall because the uh <laughs> all sorts by the royale debacle mm-hmm. but uh ah. but yeah mostly still a flower so yeah. would the panel like to hear kevin's approach to the end fight first and then we can yes. share the other sure we did this okay good okay, idea they guys so to answer all the way back to christian's question before i diverted to the gandalf conversation yes grandon grandon whatever his name is right uh pretty part for the course you know just using my easy gun uh uh do my thing and then we get to this clearing right we have this cutscene. uh the end introduces himself i think he's talking through the forest at that point i don't know how snake can hear him so clearly beats me you know but hey it is what it is uh we learned that he's photosynthetic uh which is quite interesting <laughs> for, for a multitude of reasons, but okay. Uh, but then getting into the actual fight, right? I'm like, okay, is this gonna... So I actually like the way they kind of just throw you in this. You know, it's like, okay, figure it out, right? Um, it reminded me a little bit of, obviously, the Sniper Wolf fight, uh, sure. for sure. I think it's the, the very much clear uh, comparison. A little bit like MGS2 when you're sniping to protect... Um, uh, God, what's her name? Um, Emma, Emma, thank you, uh, and doing that. But I see some sniper glints. I'm like, okay, cool, all right, got it. So first, I started to pistol whip this homie, you know, just because that one I can I can aim down sight properly, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I noticed, you know, that was taking a little bit long. Wasn't that engaging? Looking through my weapons, uh, I see the uh, I I get like an M16 type of weapon, right? So I'm like, all right, let me let me use that. If I had a sniper, I didn't notice it, or I never picked it up. So that's why I didn't use 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 a sniper for this fight. Um, so, as you know, you can't really aim down sight with a sight with the AR. You know, it's it's very awkward. Where like once you hold square, you're kind of just full auto firing at that point, right? But what I was noticing is that the way this game does like the sun glare effect. If you line up all those light circles, if you will, into a into one, right, as you move the camera, that's where your gun's going to aim. So I was using that as like a reticle type thing because I couldn't aim down sight with my rifle. And that did the trick. I thought it was a very smart thing I did. You know what I'm saying? Pro gamer elite strats right here. Um, and yeah, that's 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 why I took, took, took down the end. How many shots did it take? Uh, I probably did like five or six pistol shots, got him through like the first phase of damage where he moves to like another area. And then I think I maybe use like a mag and a half for my M16, you know, something like that. It, it definitely wasn't that bad, but yeah. Yeah. So Kevin was like the dude from Thor Ragnarok with two M16s just mowing him down. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it definitely worked out, you know, not sure if that was the intention using that light trick mm-hmm. you know but it definitely worked out now worked out. omar your side of this uh the, uh your story reminds me of how spongebob was given access to the salty spittoon he he looked at sure. he looked at patrick <laughs> didn't have to touch him run through what you did 
the date today is April 1st, 2021, but for me, it's April 15th. <laughs> I went, I initiated this boss fight, saved the game. Paramedic told me, are you sure you want to save the game? Uh, something could go wrong. And I said, no, I will save the game. And then I quit out the PlayStation 3 home menu, and I adjusted the date to two weeks in the future, April 15th, 2021. And then I launched the game again, and the end was no more. He died of old age. <laughs> I get huh. one cutscene of Snake uh, just sneaking up on the end, going, drop your weapon. And he never does anything. And then Snake eventually gets so close, and yeah, he's, he's just a dead guy. <laughs> just dropped. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And... And we were just talking about this incentive of whether or not the game wants you to play the game or um, wants you to take a break from it or something. I think, I believe that conversation with Paramedic asking, are you sure you want to save the game? It's like almost like her going, are you sure you want to quit? Because if you don't come back for a while, this you might get cheated out of a boss fight. That's my take on it. And then when Snake sneaks up on this guy and initiates this, this cutscene where he's dead, uh, you get a call, you call the um, the major... And he's like, Snake is like, I think I did this wrong. I think I disappointed him. His last wish was to fight me. And I just, he just died of old age. I, I fucked up. And uh, I, I think, I think I did it wrong, to be honest. I think this is the wrong way to do it. But it's there, so I have to. So that's what you were talking about. Like, I would, it's physically impossible for me to do on PS now. Unless I, I waited so. two weeks. Yeah, I, I, yeah. yeah. I guess I could wait two weeks and then come back to it. Yeah, and then get that. And but I can't. Yeah, no, yeah, I can't no, change. The we game. were. Yeah, I think Christian is about to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kevin, me, uh, Omar, and Jack were considering faking, uh, like, a, not an emergency, but like, a, hey, we have to cancel. Like, can we just do a hiatus <laughs> for like have a gap week? But like, hey, Kevin, it's yeah. gonna be a short thing, so maybe just like wait until yeah. the day before we're actually gonna record again to do this. Yeah. Like, you know, just that'll be funny. Keep your stuff no. up. <laughs> That would've been good. Um, that would've been funny. Oh man, that would've been funny. But yeah, Ooh, yeah, I've never fought the end before. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. uh, Damn. So Oops. I will say, like going through and actually like doing the end boss fight, I think so far it's the only good boss fight of Metal Gear Solid Three. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I will say that's not saying much. Definitely <laughs> not saying the, much. <laughs> at the end of the day, it's it is kind of just like. Uh, especially with, with like having thermal goggles that helped a lot like you can kind of see him from a very far distance but for me i was going after the trophy of sneaking up on the end and like holding him up um and if you do that he'll drop his camo for you and then you'll pick it up and then he'll just like scurry away but essentially like when i did that all it is is you throw your thermal goggles on you follow his footprints that he leaves in the ground and then you just keep sneaking up on him and just i just kept tranking him um but and I also captured his bird just because I saw it in the air and I was like, I'm gonna shoot the You're you gonna eat it? No. <laughs> okay. That's another one, guys. That's another one. That fucking oh, bird. Parrot. That fucking parrot. That's that that's our parrot. That's our there parrot. Hundred percent. How uh Well, here's the thing. Parrots live I think Christian was about to yeah. ask this. Parrots live for a very long time. They can live well, I don't know That's if it's parrots, but I know Scar like Scarlet and Macaws can live like 70, 80 years. A average parrot lifespan. What we got going on here? Um, the dodo bird's dead. 
50 years. 50 years. And there's a specific wow. one called the Kakapo. Which is 40. What'd you call me? 40, 40 to 80 years. That's wow. our parrot, baby. It's 1960. Uh -huh. 64, Easy. 64 Easy. years. That'd be Easy. 2014, right? Yeah. So, yeah. And MGS2 was uh, 2009. 2009. So. Checks out. Fits like a glove. Fits you like get that glove. last parrot line where the parrot says, Grandpa. I <laughs> no? do not. Okay, I'm pretty not. sure the parrot said Grandpa. I'm not really sure why. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. Also, the end, did the end explode for you guys? He exploded for me, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, why? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And it's like that moment in Metal Gear Solid uh, 1 where Snake is like walking away from the camera. Or this time he's walking towards it. I don't know. Uh, that's what kind of reminded me of just like the cool walking guy but mm -hmm. uh yeah i wish um doing a non-lethal playthrough would net you different cutscenes because <laughs> i'm tranking all these people and then i'm like sweet they're not dead and then the end is just like Rah! and like all of his orifices <laughs> just open up and it's like what <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man he's like way yeah so so he was able to communicate with nature is that his thing yeah is that kind of his bag I all guess. right so yeah, so I, I guess yeah. he's like a way, way uncool Cetra, I guess. Like, he's like Aerith, but not not oh. cool, you know? Right. Um, yeah. yeah. They said, Maybe. like, he communes with, like, the animals and stuff, but I, I never got that from a gameplay perspective. Like, I never was walking up on a snake and it, like, slithered, and he was like, ooh, the prey near the snake. Like, I never, that never happened. Yeah, like... I feel like we have we've come up with so many cool ideas to salvage like the pain boss fight, mm -hmm. you know, and like even the uh, I forgot the oh the fear boss fight and this that's boss fight too go. like no, that's, I feel that's like uh, yeah I don't know if we can save that one to be honest but like this one I think there's a way to save that you know but I just hate that this game just doesn't do it. Uh, all right, they imagine just, if they the just fear... refuse, they just refuse to make these bosses cool. It's weird, but go ahead, no one. What if the fear was actually just a scarecrow fight from the Arkham games? And yeah. the darts he was yeah. shooting you with was like, oh, we're in a crazy environment now. I don't know. Shadow bring clones. Me, yo, bring me yeah. back to Shadow Moses. Fuck it. Like, trip yeah, me that'd out. Be crazy. Yeah, yeah. that would like, be crazy. Bring me back to, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I guess I'm not going back, but you know. Yeah, I, I wonder, yeah. like, maybe Kojima just made this all lame out of spite. If that's, if that's the case, if that's the case, I kind of wanted to say that, Christian. Yeah. I kind of wanted to say that. I kind of wanted if to he was, say that. If he yeah, was really like, like yeah. hey, I put, I wore my heart on my sleeve with two. We made it. We said something. Fuck you. Deal with this yeah. shit. And you're going to like it, too. And you're going to think it's so cool. Here you go. And they did. Yeah. <laughs> Point proven. Like, if yeah. that's what's going on here, sure. Cool. Yeah. Dude, that's because exactly what's happening. Like, <laughs> I, I want to say... Like, that could have been, obviously, like, I know, I honestly, I don't know if it was, but I could definitely see that angle. But then it's like, you know, you throw in Konami in there, right? It's like, would That's they why actually... they hate him. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's why Konami hates him, dude. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but that's what it feels like. It definitely feels like a massive fuck you, like, to the entire fan base that hated MGS2. Mm -hmm. For sure. 100%. This game feels like a massive just like middle finger. Is is it a fuck you or is it a course correction? I, I think it could be both, honestly. It's a secret. It's, it's a, a really bad course. Like, this is not even a good course correction. 
You know, it's disguised well, as like, course correction, but it's a secret fuck you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like course, exactly. course correction. It, it's it's like Christian. You said I think you said this last week. Like, what if the last was part three was like a, a prequel about Joel? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, that's 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 what that's what this feels like. Honestly, not, like not, play... maybe not to that extent, but there there's a lot of like. Well, I guess people like didn't really quite get Metal Gear Solid Two, so I guess we gotta make make this fucking thing. People wanted to play a Snake so bad again after two that like obviously this isn't that Snake, but yeah, I think for a lot of people it did the job. <laughs> so like, I feel again I'm gonna bring up a Star Wars reference, but like, and I think I said this already, I think, but. I think the point is even proven a lot more after this playthrough is that like this feels like the Rise of Skywalker yep. of Metal Gear Solid, but I'm on the opposite fence of it, but still getting the same outcome. Where it's like I did not like Last Jedi that much, to be honest, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's okay, you're wrong. They it is what it is, right? And then we get Rise of Skywalker. Christian also right? likes Solo, so there's some. <laughs> Solo's I like pretty Solo. Good. Solo's pretty good. Solo's fucking good. I'll stand by Solo. Solo's and good. And you guys Solo's all like good. do not make deal. Solo 2 happen. Do not. I am strong for Solo 2. Let's go, dude. Disney Plus series. But uh, listen, right? So Rise of Skywalker, I think that they should have just doubled down on what they laid down with, with Last Jedi. Like, I feel like it would have been just a more cohesive thing, mm. even taking into account that I did not like Last Jedi that much. I feel like overall for the narrative, that's what I think they should have just done, right. as opposed to what they did with Rise of Skywalker. Here, it's like, I wish you just just double down and just, just hey, if you did MGS2, yeah, people didn't like it, divisive, I would have gave a middle finger to them and just just kept going on that course. This feels like a Rise of Skywalker, 100%, where they're, like, fixing and patching, like, what was laid down with MGS2, and it is, it's, it, I think it's making it worse, you know? A lot, a lot of people said, like, after, like, you know, The Last Jedi and the way that movie, like, kind of definitively caps off The Force Awakens in a way, you know, a lot, you're gonna definitively, a lot of people, like, would say, well, they did say they didn't know where the series could go 100%. after The yeah. Last Jedi. I guess that kind of feels like the same thing with this and Metal Gear Solid 2. Like, very, very good point. Very I don't know. good point, actually. Yeah. 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 Um, so that's pretty much the extent of the offering of Snake Eater for this week. Um, Can I ask a few more questions real quick? Yeah, because I don't think we have to like wrap up. I, th- I like what we're talking about right now about just like how we're feeling. Because I think next week is going to be the moment where it's make or break for the next segment so yeah. like anything don't leave anything unsaid for the first the like well, 80 percent of this game <laughs> like get it out there sure well um i just wanted to see what you guys how you guys felt about like you know uh volgan boss and uh ocelot so far like do you do you guys like volgan like i don't even like yeah yeah he's there i don't know if he's done anything of any consequence yet either no yeah, he's just been kind of creepy to, to Tanya, and uh, I don't know the voice acting too. I feel like are, are lame performances, not maybe not lame performances, but uh, miscast almost seems like they're they're all kind of. Well, Volgan is a bit whiny, I guess in a way I didn't really want him to be. Same with Ocelot. You can't really top Ocelot from Metal Gear Solid One and Two, but this one is just I don't know, not yeah. menacing, not threatening. 
He is Lazarevich from Uncharted. Really? So <laughs> Cutter as well? convince me otherwise. Like, Volgan is just, like, generic Russian bad guy in the same way that Lazarevich is generic oh. Russian bad guy. So, yeah. Okay. Like, so you're just a stand-in right now. Like, you're just supposed to be the, the figurehead who's doing bad things, and there's really not much else to you. I... Lazarevich feels like a threat, though, in a way I feel like Volgan doesn't. Like, yeah, like I don't get menacing vibes from Vulcan, even though I should. Like, I don't know. He feels kind of like a pawn. Like, it's like they're telling me to be scared of him, and it's like it's not really not gonna be reasons to, you know. Like, I it's again going back to like that urgency, right? It's like you want me to kill the boss, but like, why exactly? Like, for proof, like, I. <sighs> I feel like the game is just so spread out in so many different avenues that it's like hard to be with it so far, you know? And that's what I was worried about. Like, I think for every close-off thing, I said, like, not feeling it yet, but late game, there's some really great stuff that happens, and I hope that I'm there for that, but I don't know. Right now, I'm not, you know? The yeah. fact that we have, like, a whole week to, like, or beat this game in a week, like, I kind of want to jump into it, like, probably right after we record. Yeah, I think I might too. Every Definitely time someone do and let me know the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, yeah <go. laughs> every Someone's time we finish hit. like the gameplay for this it always feels like we were like almost getting somewhere and then it just kind of stops mm-hmm. and uh this game is radically paced different than metal gear solid 1 and metal gear solid 2 like um metal gear solid 2 and 3 both had like a prologue that was somewhat comparable and then uh they both like start off and basically like reteach you the game in a way uh but in the, in this game like there really hasn't been it's been a very very slow and like drawn out opening to this game compared to the other two and yeah it, we just haven't gotten anywhere so far and it feels like we're still introducing stuff uh like i, I think i'm like five to six seven maybe hours in to this game and it feels like we're still introducing stuff and we haven't quite gotten over the hump yet yeah. Um, are we going to add something else? Uh, I just another thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, so, sure. just like I feel like the, the music in one and two is so much more fun too for sneaking around. And the music here is uh, often not even in there. Or, it's um, like, sometimes it's just mute. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nothing, yeah. There's no music. Is this. But I do like the. I was going to say, is this the first game that changed tactical espionage action? Is there a different <laughs> thing for this? Oh, um, uh, I can I can look here. I don't know right here. Let me see. Uh, no, it says tactical espionage action. Okay, okay. Because, like, I I think I forget when it happens, but there's a different type of tactical thing they do as a subtitle. It might have been rising. I can't remember. Okay. Um, I think five might have had something else too, but like. I think five is also tactical espionage. Actually, I can check, guys. I have I have the assets for streams. Hold on, let me see. I swear, oh, yeah. there's one that doesn't. I think you're right, Christian. Um, Grand Zeroes is tactical espionage action. Okay. Uh, ooh, MGS Five: The Phantom Pain is tactical espionage operations. There, I okay. oh, this is too. Why did I just read that? Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I don't know. I feel like it's again. I don't feel super sneaky, Omar. So like the fact that you're talking about the sneaky music, it's like 
I haven't even noticed that it's not even as good because I just don't feel like I'm sneaking much. I'm just walking. <laughs> like, Dude, the the music yeah. in one and two is so fun to just hear. Here, I feel like yeah. like especially with two is like that jazz stuff where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. um, you know the uh, you play all the Resident Evil games, right, Christian? Yes, you're a Resident Evil person, absolutely. So like at some point they switch like, uh, so me- so Resident Evil does it does it always play music one and two, and then when you get to a safe room it doesn't, or was it the other way around? Um. Uh, in one and two, the save rooms have music, and in I think two remake, um, there's music with like Mr. X, but um, I see, I see, and save rooms, but and you know story moments, but I think uh, in the Spencer Mansion at least in like RE remake, to my knowledge, I like based on my memory, I don't think there's any music outside of the save rooms. Sure, and then when they did Resident Evil Four, like they flipped that right, so then it's always playing music, but uh, or I guess this is I don't it's know always what play, the yeah, safety like, yeah. Uh, I, I think every time you're fighting enemies in four, there's music, and then in save rooms, there's still music. But I think there is downtime. Yeah, and I think that that really does change the ambience with those two games, right? Or that series, like oh, with yeah. four, yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe as is a similar thing here, where it's like okay, three is more quiet. I, I mean, I really do love the sounds of that jungle or whatever the forest, whatever it is. Um, I, but yeah, it's just a weird, a different feeling. Yeah. Sorry, what was that? Yeah, I will. I will. Omar brought up a very, very great point that I remember thinking this stream was that the way the jungle sounds is pretty impressive. I oh, will yeah. give them that. Yeah, like it does sound like a true. I mean, I haven't been in the jungle that much, but but like it like sounds Not like much. what I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, like it sounds it's like, like five minutes or one semester. <laughs> semester. It, it, like, it sounds like what I would imagine a jungle would sound like for sure. Mm-hmm. So I will, I will give them that. But yeah, like I miss, I miss some of the, you know, I miss the. I miss a lot about the music of Metal Gear Solid. You know, like I'm 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 one of the opinion that I think the soundtrack and the sound design and audio is a lot of the heavy lifting of like making a game like really stick with you and like really, you know, impact you. Like we all know Last of Us One music, you know, like Final Fantasy Seven music. Like like there's there's breathe like it that's important you know like that's amongst the importance of like graphics character design narrative like like audio is up there for sure and i feel like while yeah the 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 you know jungle sounds great in this game i miss some of the i i just miss some of the iconic soundtrack that i'm just not getting here with mgs3 you know yeah. There's one appearance of the Metal Gear theme, I think, in this episode where it's yeah. that theme with Grandin, right? And they're mm-hmm. they're playing a slow version of that or something. Yeah, and like I'm like, oh yes. Like I even yeah. like called out, I'm like, fuck yeah, like I just want more of that. Yeah, Give for me sure. More, you know? Why being so stingy? You know? Yeah. And again, I don't want to look ahead, but all the issues I feel like we've had for the majority of this playthrough, like I I remember them kind of not being there for the next chunk of this game so i i think we we're definitely gonna like have our you know our views of the game once we see it all through but i really think that uh between the just the backtracking after two and just like really bad pacing uh it just hurts the game uh because i think honestly like blowing up metal Gear Solid one and two the way that we're doing this made me appreciate so many more things about the game that way, right? And yeah. 
I, I, I imagine in the future with other Metal Gear titles, like, I'll feel the same way, because I can tell you right now, breaking 4 up into its parts the way that the game presents it that way, I think is going to be very interesting to, like, talk about and analyze it that way. And I, I think we we felt natural points to stop with Snake Eater so far. It just, like, yeah, I just, I think it's just bad pacing, because everything we've done, everything that's ahead of us, I really think is going to benefit from breaking up and really digging into. It's just like, maybe it's just because it was so reactionary. It just doesn't work the same way. But I, yeah, that's everything that I'm feeling right now. Do you feel like it's hard for a prequel to do urgency stuff in general? Like, because I feel like there's less excitement to play this game every week than there was for like Metal Gear Solid 1 and 2 for me, where it's like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just keep going through it, but uh, the fact that I know these events won't, and these events aren't as impactful as the future games. Or to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm. What do you What do you guys think? I think with prequels specifically, yeah. the Phantom Menace, I felt a very big urgency with the trade deliberations. So yes, I do, <laughs> I do think yeah. that they Sorry. they can do quite well with that. Yes. Sure. <laughs> like i i definitely i think prequels can have urgency to them i think it just has to be self-contained urgency right and this sure. game doesn't do that right like it should it's laid out there right like because we don't know the details of everything that happens with um this snake or the boss because we haven't heard about them really before um right so i think you have an opportunity where it's like hey nuclear holocaust cold war um naked snake has to eliminate the boss right like there's something there you have an outline of a a to b point and it's like you're you have all these pieces in play that you could be using to constantly be pushing but for some reason because of where some of the focus was on like the mechanics the survival stuff maybe it just got split up in too many different ways where they're like Either we don't want to, or we can't figure out a way to make it feel like it's an actual issue until the very end of the game, right? Like that's that's where I'm at with it because I think you could you could very easily have there be urgency here, um, but yeah, it just does not. It feels like it's not trying to do that. Sure. Yeah, I. <sighs> I remember, I remember me and Jack talking a lot about how, like, oh man, like you know, some of those long cutscenes, you know, oof, like it's a a lot to take in whatever <laughs> i kind of miss them i'm not gonna lie i, I kind of miss them you know i i i i would rather that than uh go through this very like not inspired not engaging jungle part where you know not really as much happening you know kind of miss it i'm not gonna lie well wow. definitely uh are there any final things to say before we start wrapping up for part three of snake eater I have something I'm really looking forward to next week, but I don't know if I should include that with a plug or right now. You can do it now. Okay, all right. I've been dogging on this game, but I think next week has, like, maybe my favorite Metal Gear Solid set piece. <laughs> There's no one way. I'm super excited about, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. There's, okay. like, there's definitely really good stuff, hap- like, happening next week. 100%. Yeah. Some, like, some of the best Metal Gear stuff happens next week. Yeah. See, like, that's sure. so... That's so... Like I don't even like I don't even know how that could even be even be possible, dude. But let's fucking go. All right, you know. 
Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's exciting. It's so, exciting. Uh, that is everything there is to talk about for part three of Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. Uh, we are gonna do our usual roundup of final thoughts for the week, expectations for next week. Uh, any plugs you want to do? So let's start in the top left. Jack, what's up? Sure. Uh, yeah, like what I just said, there's some really exciting stuff uh, for us next week. Um, the more we kept talking about it, the more I just kind of want to play this immediately after we stop recording this. So I'm probably going to do that. Um, if I beat it before this weekend, maybe I'll start like a platinum run uh, before next week's recording because I think it's like you can skip cutscenes and all that and just. I'll play it on very easy, just use like the easy gun and just sort of blaze through that. So um, maybe I'll do a platinum run <laughs> before next week's recording. That might be a little ambitious, but I do want to platinum this game because the trophy list is not very difficult and uh, it is fun at least to play through and uh, maybe even more fun to just turn your brain off and play through. So uh, there's that. And uh, Christian and I have a Marvel's Avengers podcast called Excelsior. We also talk about the MCU uh Currently, we're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So you can find that on youtube.com slash joyclicks or on podcast services of your choice. Very nice. Uh, Omar, let's hear it. Yeah, uh, definitely excited for next week uh, about this game. Uh, there's one sequence I don't even think I should hit at, but yeah, I, I wonder um, if you guys know the one I'm talking yeah, about. I do. Uh, I know exactly I what so. you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, cool. Um, all right. Well, yeah, for plugs, I have a Twitch channel twitch.tv slash owns the chef i talked to chet hanks he gave me permission to use white boys humble so we've adopted that on the channel so come through uh the streams are getting weirder every time i'm definitely gonna get banned within the next month check it out please (laughs) (laughs) um oh man kevin let's hear what you're thinking all right, so MGS three, we're uh, we're we're on the cliff. We're 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 about to, you know, we got one more session to end this game. Uh, we have a variety of different opinions, you know. I'm just one. I'm just like I'm almost more intrigued and excited to beat this game just to see if there is a a like miraculous turnaround. But then it poses the question: like, is that turn around like is that payoff at the end like really worth the majority of the game being pretty like uninspired and like a bit lackluster as we said before on these on this section of our long play you know mm-hmm. like i'm curious to see if it pays off um but i'm at least expecting for things to have a cohesive like story like i like I would like to sit down and be, oh, yeah, okay, MGS3, this is what happens. This is the point of it, you know, because it, 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 it's it's pretty shocking that I, that, you know, it's not that apparent and we're, like, three weeks in, you know. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, but th- there's a little bit more intrigue for that as opposed to, like, seeing the end of, you know, Raiden's journey in MGS2, you know, or, like, seeing how, you know, Solid Snake was going to, uh, take down uh, Metal Gear Rex. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We shall see. But of course, Metal Gear Wednesday streams on YouTube, the conferences, PlayStation Source. Uh, we're talking a lot about how you know PlayStation doesn't care about their old games. That's 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 great to hear. You know, great stuff right there. Uh, uh, we talked about the uh, PS Store 
coming off of the Vita, you know, the best handheld. Uh, Switch what? I'm sorry. Uh, Ratchet and Clank games were ranked this week, too. That was neat, you know? And we're doing Resistance as well. So uh, we're about to finish Resistance 1 going into 2 next week. So very excited for that. And, uh, yeah, Twitter at PSSourceVids, SaveSide Podcast uh, as well on Sundays, as well as you might see a new Road 2 series start next week. Very excited for that. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're very, I, I, I'm extremely excited for this next one. You know, a lot of anticipation. So we shall see. Very yeah, that's nice. about it. Um, okay. So final thoughts on this week. Um, I really like there, there is potential for the things I know are coming to wipe away 80% of my negativity towards Snake Eater as long as it hits. And I hope it does, because I really think it could be, and I think we, there could be like great momentum going into four after this. I'm just really excited to play four, um, but I, I think there's there's a couple moments that I think when I think of Metal Gear, I think of these moments. So like I I'm really really hoping it saves uh, the three weeks of kind of terrible pacing that the first half of the game has. Um, but yeah, looking forward to that for sure. Um, and I guess, yeah, like for next week's everything I just said, um, you can follow me on Twitter, Twitch, TikTok at ChentyD2, uh, right here as well as on youtube.com slash joyclicks for this here show. Last week, the four of us plus Mike Connors did our first ever Joyclicks Hall of Game ceremony that is still live on the channel in a playlist. We each presented a game we think is one of the greatest games of all time, and we voted on two. So we now have two official goats that can only be referred to as goats, those two, because they're in the hall. So uh, you can check that out. The archive is still up. We're going to do our next one in June. Maybe Metal Gear Solid 3 shows up at one of them. Um, but if you want to support the channel and the podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash joyclicks at the one $5 tiers. $5 tier gets you booster credit on every podcast like Chris Sockus and Aaron Easton. So thank you very much. Um, and yeah, that's going to do it for Snake Eater Part 3. When we are back next week, we will have beaten the game, we'll have rankings, final thoughts, new code names, and uh, week after that, we're starting up MGS4. So look forward to that. The train does not stop. Um, and until then, Kevin, can I get a meow? Oh, the... <clears throat> <clears throat> the rare, like, like that's yeah <laughs> that's i fucking hate it i i hate that i hate that mm. so much but i will i will do it do i'll i'll do it for long <laughs>